Welcome to the American Families of Faith Project audio article series. This series is led by Lauren Marks and David Dollahite, co-directors of the American Families of Faith Project at Brigham Young University. Each article has previously been published in various scholarly journals, online magazines, and newspapers. Welcome back to the American Families of Faith audio article and podcast series. Today's audio article number 30, Strong Black Families, God, Relationships, and Deep Faith. This is based on an article originally published in August of 2021 in Public Square Magazine. When I taught a graduate course in family at Louisiana State University, the mostly white class of graduate students had just finished reading nearly 400 pages about black families in America. Katrina Hopkins, an exceptional young woman from Portland, Oregon, asked, Why is it that when I read about black families, I hear about criminality and incarceration and non-marital childbearing and the lack of marriageable males, but I do not get to read about strong, marriage-based black families like the one I grew up in? Silence. Social scientists tend to focus, if not fixate, on bad news. As in journalism, if it bleeds, it leads. Some demographers are proud of focusing on the three Ds of death, divorce, and disease. Sociologists tend to devote much ink and emotion to fighting what Jonathan Causal has called savage inequalities across race, class, and gender. In family studies, we found that for every study focusing on building strong marriage, there were more than 30 studies on divorce. Like most medical and scientific research, our own field is focused on pathology. Sure, it is important to address problems as an essential step towards fixing them, but is there no room at the academic or cultural end for an occasional celebration of relational health, strength, and well-being? Must every hymn be a dirge? Katrina's question was a piercing one. Did we have nothing to offer in terms of authentic hope, best practices, and lived models that were imperfect but exemplary? After a couple days of unsettling mental wrestle, I asked Katrina how she would feel about interviewing her parents over Christmas break. She was delighted, did so, and went on to interview many other women and men in strong black families and co-author several related publications conveying health-focused principles instead of pathologies. In this way, Katrina's insightful identification of a glaring omission and her willingness to do something about it helped commence and grow the Strong Black Families branch of our American Families of Faith Research Project, a 20-year national effort to interview nearly 300 racially, regionally, and religiously diverse families in healthy long-term marriages. Almost 50 of these families are black. According to a Pew survey, black Americans are the most religious racial or ethnic group in the United States. Of black Americans, 83% identify as Christian, and black Americans attend church more often and rely more on religious communities than white Americans. The most salient themes in the empirical literature on religious black Americans include a tendency towards a deep faith in an all-powerful, familiar God, and how this deep faith serves as a resource during challenging times. The high attendance rates of black Christians 
provide a rich and deep social network of support that has been associated with lower levels of mental illness and loneliness. The potential benefits extend beyond the psychological and social, however. In one of the most striking studies we have seen in our careers, the prestigious journal Demography published research by Hummer and his research team that found that black male Americans that attend worship services more than weekly live an average of 13.7 years longer than those who never attend. Incidentally, an article that Katrina helped write that explored reasons for this difference won a sectional Paper of the Year award at a national research conference. In summary, previous research indicates connections between the religious faith of black Christians and increases in mental health, physical health, and longevity on a personal level, and with higher quality marital and parental relationships on a familial level. However, we know little about the deeper meanings and processes involved regarding why some black marriages thrive. Next, we offer a few brief insights gleaned from a recent study entitled Weathering the Storm, the Shelter of Faith for Black American Christian Families. By giving the mic to couples themselves, we were able to uncover some of the underlying reasons for why and how religion reportedly influences many strong black marriages and families. Many participants expressed how God helped with the cares of life and gave them strength. A mother named Jocelyn, all participant names are pseudonyms, said, There's somebody much greater than you who can carry those burdens for you. And you don't need to be up all night worrying and caring, going through the cares of life, because Scripture teaches us that we can cast all our cares upon the Lord, for He cares for us, and He's going to take care of us, and He's going to sustain us. A mother named Monique spoke of God's active role in her life's trials. I think that no matter what happens in our lives, and there have been some negative things even aside from our serious car accident, you can always go to God. We believe in what God says in His Word, and there's always something in the Word that will make it good. We believe that all things work together for good. So even if the things aren't good, we know that God is there. We know that we've got a source of strength. Monique's oblique reference to Romans 8.28, quote, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, end quote was echoed by other mothers and fathers across denominations. In addition to a belief in a God who cares, sustains, and helps things work together for good, many black women and men emphasize that the power of prayer gets us through. One mother shared, One strong belief that I have is in the power of prayer. I do believe that prayer will get you through anything and everything. That's my testimony. I know that I can go to God in prayer. And even if I pray and I don't get the results that I'm seeking, the Lord does give me peace to know that He has heard my prayer. And just because I don't get the answer I want does not mean that He has not heard or answered my prayer. A father named Jamal shared how the prayers of others reportedly helped him through a particularly challenging time. He said, It may not have been my prayers, but it was prayers of others that helped me get through those hard times. Maybe that's why a lot of us don't have more hard times. It may not always be our prayers. It may be prayers of others. 
A mother named Jocelyn offered a glimpse into her life approach to personal prayer. She said, I don't have just one special time that I set aside to meditate or pray. I do it all day long. I do it in the course of my work day, driving in my car, in my home, in my bed, and that helps me make it through challenging times. When I'm faced with a difficulty, no matter where I am, I can't always whisper a prayer to God and just ask for His strength to sustain me. When I'm going through some things, it helps. It does. When asked about sources of strength that helped his marriage, a father named Calvin said, I have constant conversations with the Lord in good times and in bad. Another participant explained that she did not try to fit her faith into her life, but that my faith is my life. Many participants shared with us reports of a deep faith without temporal boundaries. Their faith was not a Sunday practice or even a morning and evening ritual. It was an all-day-long commitment, a commitment frequently challenged by work, financial struggles, racism, and the burdens of life. We will return to these burdens shortly. The belief that marriage is sacred or ordained by God was expressed widely by our black participants, for whom marriage was a holy commitment involving God. A wife named Gwendolyn expressed her belief in marriage as a sacred institution. She said, You both want a marriage that lasts, and you want your marriage to glorify God. You want it to be an example of Christian principles and biblical principles, and you make up your mind that my marriage is going to testify of Christ. And when you both say you are going to do that, you don't let the little things interrupt that. A husband named Randall shared similar thoughts regarding the sacred nature of marriage, as well as how that perspective helped him and his wife Tanya work through differences in their marriage. He explained, We're individuals. We battle. And a lot of times she doesn't like the differences in me, and a lot of times I don't like the differences in her. But because we both believe that marriage is a sacred vow, and that it's a vow we took before the Lord, we're going to honor that vow, and we're going to go through it. And we said the same vows, for better, for worse, in sickness and health, for rich, for poor. Another husband, named Rashad, expressed, We both feel that marriage is a bonding thing. As he says, Whatever I join together, let no man put asunder. I believe that my faith made me love my wife a lot more. We are very different. If it weren't for faith, I probably would have run a long time ago. You don't want to do what I want to do? We just don't see eye to eye? I'm gone. But when you believe in God, yes, the boat still gets to rockin'. But the Bible says, in me, you can weather the storm. When asked about advice she would offer to young black couples about marriage, Raven replied, They need to realize that marriage is God's design, and you can't truly experience marriage without having God be a part of it. When God is a part of your marriage, that's when you can experience the true fulfillment of what a marriage is. The two come together, and they may be different in many, many ways. But when they come together and love each other and respect each other and do marriage the way God designed it to be, it's very fulfilling. Most of the couples we interviewed were referred to us as exemplary by their respective clergy. We wanted to interview couples who were not only still together, but who were exceptional. We were therefore surprised when one-fourth of the exemplary couples we interviewed spontaneously told us that without God, they would have divorced long ago. 
Had we asked, we suspect the figure would have been at least doubled. Our image of exemplary marriages was transformed from a marriage without significant problems, there likely is no such thing, to a marriage where partners unite to face their problems together. One wife and mother spoke of how the Word helped transform her marital ups and downs. She said, We have our ups and downs and our differences and disagreements, and I think being able to go back to the Word and read Scripture and to see what Scripture says about it helps. That is my roadmap for life and for my marriage. Many black parents spoke of God and emphasized the importance of a relationship with Him. One mother, Kayla, explained how this focal relationship influenced her parenting. She said, In raising kids, you want to teach them to take everything that happens in their lives to God, whether it's a test or whether it's a decision about if they're going to go to the prom or on a certain date, just to make God the focus of it and include Him, because it is a relationship more than a religion. Orlando referenced fatherly responsibilities as outlined by God. He said, The more that I study about my Creator, He really outlines my role and what my responsibilities are. And what that means to me is to really embrace my family with all my heart and all the love that I have. The life that I have and the world that I live in sometimes are opposing each other. This world tries to pull people apart, but through my religious faith, I'm able to hold my family and the people I love together, even though I know that there's a force that's working against love, peace, and harmony. Orlando later spoke of how his faith influenced his feelings of familial responsibility. He said, There is a higher standard. There is a much higher standard I've learned about. And what that standard means is that with this life that I have, I must give my life for my family. Tara shared a similar sentiment, selecting the word obligation in connection with motherhood. She said, I have a strong commitment to family, and I feel an obligation to our kids. Once you have children, you have an obligation to present to them a marriage or a family so that they can know what it looks like and what it feels like, so they'll know what's right. Other black parents explained how the love they felt from God helped them to better love themselves and their children. They also spoke of the importance of showing affection. A father named Marcus shared his related perspective that, In order for me to love my kids, I must first love myself. So, when the Lord loves me and I get to know who I am and get to love myself, then I can reach that love out to my kids. The love I have for them is the same kind of love God has for all of us. At least one time in the course of every day, I tell my kids, I love you. I give them a big hug, hold them, let them know I care. I let them know I love them, not because it's just the thing to say, but because I do. And I tell them, God loves you too. So even when we do go through life's little struggles, it's okay, because someone who loves them is going to be there throughout the good and the bad. Similarly, when asked what advice she would give to other black couples about marriage and parenting, a mother named Jackie said, Always remember to tell each other that you love each other. Don't be afraid to hug, to embrace. Let your children see you embracing. This image of a loving marital embrace with the love of two parents flowing towards the children is the lost story 
that Katrina needed to have told. Issues such as absentee fathers and single-parent homes have dominated research on black Americans since the Moynihan Report in 1965, while the notable strengths of black families have been overlooked. Our own research has revealed several noble features that have elicited our holy envy. Contextually, we note that 80% of the marriage-based black families we interviewed hailed from inner-city contexts. These were often blue-collar families whose marriage status was the exception on streets lined with single-mother families, poverty, and need. For these families, the United States is not a post-race nation. Poverty, often deep poverty, as well as unemployment, inadequate educational opportunities, discrimination, incarceration, and many other social ills were far too familiar. We have called many of our married couples wealthy poor. If your income is 30000 a year, you are wealthy compared to your neighbors with one-half or one-third of that income. Accordingly, these marriage-based families were often the first to receive knocks of need, requests for money, help, and even temporary housing from the less fortunate who surrounded them. It is telling that every black family we interviewed had taken in at least one temporary child who was not their own at some point. One couple had taken in so many children at varying times, they weren't even sure of the number. The lived religion of most of these families was not a sanitized upper-middle-class spirituality. It was a desperate, profound, and pleading faith of survival that, even in 2021, still contains echoes of the mournful notes of the shame of American slavery. Theirs was not merely a faith that enriched or added meaning to life. Their faith was often life itself. While we cannot claim to envy the plight of one of the most discriminated against groups in U.S. history, we do envy the profound depth of their living faith in and relationship with a personal God that heard and sustained them through pain and storms. Like Katrina, we want you to know that such families exist and that because of them, our world is a better one. Doctors Dave Dollahite and Lauren Marks are both professors in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University. The American Families of Faith Project shares research-based ideas about ways of making faith come alive in marriage and family life. <laughs>